Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. We're back. Football is back. Sort of. We can't go, but it's back. So what's going on? We don't know what. We, we can watch it, but we can't watch it. It's like what Boris said. We can go out, but you can't, can't go, go out, out. You can watch football, but you can't watch football. You can go work, but don't go work. I'm still on the wiser, so what we do? I just, just want to work anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Football's been kicking in slowly. The season's going to be kicking back in next weekend from what I'm here, which is the 20th into the football kicks yeah, back I in. Yeah, I think the, does the Prem start on Wednesday, I think. I think the Prem starts a little bit earlier. I think it starts a bit earlier. Sheffield United kick it back in with against Tottenham, I think. Friendlies have been happening. But first, we've got to discuss Michael O'Neill, who's, um, well, apparently all the players were unaware that he had COVID-19 and he had well, symptoms of corona. I think he'd have been unaware of it once as well. Really. Well, he, he found out just before the, the Man United friendly and it emerged pretty much in the preparation of the game that Michael O'Neill had COVID-19. Yeah, I've heard that a couple of the wives weren't too pleased to do have babies as well. Well, it's, it's not a good thing, is it really? I mean, just finding out. But this is what I mean about the testing. Is it safe? I mean, he was around, what, 30-odd players, coaches, managers? Well, it's well, only like us going to the supermarket, isn't it? I mean... The thing is, they, they sort of sit there and say, well, you, you, these can't open, but these can I don't think it makes any difference. If you're going to catch it, you'll catch it. I understand the sort of measures that we've had to go through, but, I mean, he could have caught it going to the corner shop. As stupid as it is, couldn't he? It's not just saying he's caught it during work hours. All the Stoke players pretty much drove in their own cars because they're not allowed, obviously, going in the team buzz anymore. Yeah. It was at Carrington, which I think is United's training facility, so it was obviously going to be played there at the training facilities yeah. of Man United, so, and then it all come out. So luckily there, because they all travelled on their own, they all made their own way They all made their own way, way back, but then you have to think about training, and how do they know that he, he might not have sneezed on someone, or coughed <laughs> on someone? You don't, you don't know, do you? I mean, the French kiss. I know that's what I mean, Matt. You never know how close he is with Billy McKinley. No. Do we don't. You know how much he likes uh, McLean, don't you? <laughs> Come here, guys, big one. Come here, I missed you. Come here. You're you fit. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to say that. Get well soon, Michael O'Neill. Make sure you're back for the big game against Reading, which is next week. We'll go into Reading now. Well, we've got three crunch matches coming up um, Reading away, Middlesbrough's home. And Wigan away. All big crunch matches at the moment. The position Stoke are in. It's a massive, massive three games. Well, we've got the thing is, we knew before lockdown that our last remaining games are all cup finals now, aren't they? Yeah. At the end of the day, I honestly think the Reading game, and I think a lot of other games, will be very cagey. Not just ours. I, I, I know. I know. Obviously, they'll be training. They're going to. I still think they're going to be a cagey affair. Well, it's cagey affair, but there's no fans there as well. So, you know, it doesn't matter. Even if the the players know it isn't a, an important game, will, in their back of their minds, be thinking, oh, this is just a training game. This is for next season. Well, that's the worry, isn't it? I mean, you sort of walk out on that pitch to 20, 30,000 week in, week out, and you're going to walk out to nobody. Mm. You've got to still get that motivation to say, we need three points and we've got to win this game. I suppose in away games, it, it, it could help you if you're the away side. Yeah, yeah, it would Slightly, help. Slightly, because it's just 11 against 11. There's no pressure, there's no one screaming down your neck all the way through. You're not getting booed every time you kick the ball. It, 
it's, it's, it's going to be a tough one. It's a level playing field for everybody, I think. Especially for Stoke. Stoke are quite famously not very good at starting well as well in, in many seasons. So, especially with our three first games, they're all massive six-pointers. They're the teams that are around us. Reading yeah. are down there, Middlesbrough are definitely down there, and, and we're going to crap. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's just one of them, isn't it? I mean, I mean, but the thing is, it does help clubs like Wigan. They're not used to fans anyway, are they? Well, no, it'd be like a normal Saturday afternoon. It'd just be a normal yeah. Saturday afternoon for Wigan. <laughs> they, they, they won't know the same as Man City and all. They used yeah. to empty grounds, aren't they? So, looking at it, though, it's like somebody said to me the other week about players that are going to be out of contract or players know that they're going to be moving on. Will they have the same ambition? Because it's like Man Jeffers, for example, if he does get in the side but say he's the fittest one, his mind isn't going to be on the game because he doesn't want to get injured. Because he because he's thinking of a move. Yeah. Same with Stephen Ward, whose contract's up at the end of the season as well. It's Chester playing because he's loaning. It's, it's an extension of his loan. But Juve yeah. and Ward have had extensions on the contracts because yeah. the season's finished. Yeah. It, there's a lot of transfer rumours flying around. A lot of transfers going ahead. So at the, at the end of the day, we've got Reading this weekend, next weekend, sorry. Um, then we've got, there's a, a week break and then we kick in properly where we play Middlesbrough at home. And then on the Tuesday we play Wigan. Do you not think that was a bit of a dull point anyway? Because they're saying that they've got to extend the contracts to finish the season. You haven't actually fulfilled three months of your contract. So mm. technically, it's not an extension of your contract. You should have played, but you couldn't play for things out of your control. Well, you have to pay them. It's not... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to pay them. But I just think, like, really... We still haven't fulfilled your playing side of things, have you? No. Wake says it's not just about the idea of playing and getting paid. It's these players are looking for moves. These yeah. they, they don't want to get injured at this point because they know at the end of this lockdown when the when the season finishes, their contracts are up and, and gone. Got to start looking, yeah. So they've got to start looking at clubs. I mean, Juice obviously been linked to moves away. Stephen Ward looks like he might probably retire, Sorry. which is. You know, you should have done it a year before, in my opinion, but you, you never know, do you? Might get a club. I mean, one or something. we've got a question here about, do you think Middlesbrough is the toughest one out of them three? Probably, yeah. I'd yeah. say it is, because they're right down there. They're, yeah. fight, they're dog fighting. Trouble is, you don't know what you're going to get out of Reading, either. They, 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 they're a very up and down side, aren't they? They've got some good young players, haven't they? And they, they take advantage of the low market Reading do. This season they've been quite dodgy, they, they, they've been inconsistent, but so have all three of them. I mean, so Stoke, really. I mean, I know we've picked up recently, well, I'll say recently, before the, obviously the pandemic hit, we were in strong form, we were third in the in the championship table and under Michael O'Neill we're third yeah. if, if the season started when Michael O'Neill came in. So, I don't know, it depends how we start. I think it's them games, mate, they're easier than the ones after. Yeah, You've got Leeds play as well. Uh, who, let's face it, are looking for get promotion. So it all depends, though, don't it? I mean, Wigan, Leeds, and West Brom are up pretty much. Yeah. They're done because I think there's eleven points between second place and third. So yeah. for me, they're up, and I think they know they're up. It's yeah. just a matter of completing it and getting out of the way. The so if they if Leeds win two games and say whoever's third, which I think's Brentford, from what I know. They're up, aren't they? So for us, it is these three games. Because if we win these three games or get, I don't know, say seven points out of them three games, we're well out of it then. Yeah. And it's done, the job's done then. It's just a matter of them preparing for next season and maybe trying a couple of young lads, giving a couple of kids yeah, like Nathan Collins yeah. a time with the games after. I mean, we've got nine games complete. And it's, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to yeah. be an easy system at the moment. I mean, well, the good thing is we've got McLean back. 
we've got Joe Allen back, which means it has probably been a positive for us because we've got key players yeah. back fit. Do you think Joe Allen will be the will be that important to our season now? Yeah, the uh, the thing is though, do you not think that such a long break is you, you don't know what you're going to get from any team? You might be one of them teams in that in that list who were absolutely nosediving, who won't or win all the, the last game. Do you know that? All of the team that have been nose-diving yeah. since they've got rid of Bowen and Grzycki to West Brom and West Ham. What says they might, have, might come into it and win three, three of the four? Well, that's what I mean. Because all momentum goes now. After, after what well, I mean, how long has it been since his last game? Three months? Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. So Players have had time. Have a look at what they're doing wrong. They've, they've still been doing work, I think. Not, obviously yeah. not with each... Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? You'd you're speaking they? to players over Skype and stuff... It, You've had enough time for start ironing out some of the problems. Yeah. Well, like, like, been in lockdown. like Carlo Nash said, and he, he of course works for Salford, and he, they're quite annoyed because their season's been finished yeah, and gone on to the veto yeah. and on to the points per game, which then makes I don't get where it goes now for them. Of course, Betty was kicked out of League One. So is there only two teams going up or one team going up? I don't. Yeah. Was one moving up from the other? Because apparently Coventry have been declared they're going up, and I think whoever's second, I can't think who it was. They've gone up, and we could be playing them next season. But I hope so. It's a good way. Then Coventry is, but yeah. they aren't playing their ground, are they? They aren't in the Rico anymore, which oh, is a nice stadium. I don't know where they're playing. Played at Northampton last time, didn't they? I think. I'm not too sure where mm. they're playing, but it's one of them where. Dog and duck. I don't know, yeah, Don Duck Stadium, I don't know. It was probably just a park like the Sandal or something. Pulpit. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't really get what's going on with it. And he, even he didn't. And he's, of course, the head goalkeeper coach at Salford. And he says that he, he, he still doesn't understand how crew have gone from top to third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense for this it's punch a bit of a game. Kick in the teeth, <laughs> yeah. he, he, We're doing dead well. We've dropped down. Have you lost? No, we've no, just, just dropped. Points per game, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that game that we lost. Yeah, I it's told got, you. It's gone against us, yeah. <laughs> big time. I don't, I don't know. It's a big key point. I mean, it's Nick a Powell, big headache for the league, isn't it? In the champ- championship, and only two going down. Well, could do us a favour. This is the thing, nothing's come out though, because yeah. if we knew, I would have said it's on the pod so we can make it more clear for everyone. Well, they could do with doing it now, before it gets too late. Because mm. if it is two that go down, what if somebody's in that position, they're thinking, oh, we're getting relegated. Oh, we're not, we're staying. Yeah, because you can't trick teams like that. Well, it's the playoffs, isn't it? Because if you finish on a points per game, I don't know if the playoffs are going to go ahead because no one's said anything and we don't know. Well, if no one's having a playoff, they can't let fear go up or unless they are doing doing that it's like, nobody knows what's going on it's, I still think they should have avoided the season I do I think they should have avoided yeah. and started again but it's too late now isn't it because the Premier League are that greedy the money men have spoken yeah the, the Premier League have spoken that's it because they can't they can't afford to pay out the sponsorship back to the clubs because it, it, it'd kill the league so they've had to they've had to play and the Championship have decided to go with them because of course the top ends there's too much money involved yeah so you know the season now as a whole it's got to move into a territory of we don't really know what's going on no one can watch the matches and nobody really knows about season tickets and anything else well this is the thing that a lot of fans are saying online is do you buy season do you don't you do you wait what what do you do because the thing is they are expensive and if you're not going to kick a ball or see a ball being kicked till next year why why bother paying well, that's the thing. So, I mean, Stoke have come out this week, haven't they? 
and said they're going to refund fans, which I think is 50 quid, which is about right for five games. It's like £10 into, or £18 or whatever it is. I'm not sure how much it, it is, be, actually. Well, each game is it's about £18.10, I think. So you've got four, is it four home games we've got left? Five into five. five home games. And they're saying it's it's a, it's a fifth, a fifth of the season ticket. So it should be £18 a game. Roughly, so it's it's still a nice chunk of money, which I said I'd more preferred off next year's season ticket. Yeah, because it's just a bit of a discount of your season ticket. Yeah, but a lot of people have, haven't they? A lot of people bought like myself. I bought, I bought mine when early bill come and just got it out of the way. But then again, you're looking at it and it's like the refunds come in. But what they're going to do about next season? Because if the season kicks off as normal in August, and then which let's be honest, is only a month away, two months away. Mm. So. What, I don't know what they're going to do. This this is what I mean. Are they, are they kicking in, not stopping, and then just kicking into the new season? Well, they're going to have to do something because obviously we've already postponed the Euros this year. So Well, they would have kicked in now. Yeah, I think the game was this week. I think the first game was this week. So they're being postponed till next year, which they've got to be played next year because the following year is the World Cup. Mm. So there's going to be back-to-back tournaments. So we're going to see a lot more international games at some point. So the people who are international players, all I could say is you better have enjoyed COVID-19 because you're not going to have a break now for no, three, no. four. You're going to be playing football now. In now. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be playing a lot of football yeah. in the next You're going to be away waiting on a Tuesday and then away Austria on a <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. You've got fit in the qualifiers as well. Yeah. I mean, I've heard you scrap the Nation League, which nobody cares anyway. It's, it's making that big difference now because of the... The way they come into it, it's going to make a big difference. So the refund system's come in, but we're going to have to go into what everybody's talking about at the moment. The absolute joke that is the website at the moment for, the, for this refund system. Well, someone's compared it to the sample website, which... I didn't know they had one. Well, when you turn it on, it just goes pop-up, 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 pop-up. If you want to read this article, you've got to have this pop-up. And it's just, yeah, it's a joke. But the thing is, with the old website, it worked for years. Mm. There was never any problem with it. He was out of date. He was out of date, and they it needed. Worked. Yeah, it worked, but they, they did need to update. But the problem is, the, there's no money behind it. Uh, same with everything else off the pitch at Stoke. There's no money going into it. And better off leaving it the way it was. But at least you could order tickets. It's like a complaint because I tried to do it last night. I thought, right, cause because I'm going to be a ne- uh, nephew and an uncle. I'm going to be a nephew. I'm going to be an uncle soon. You're an old nephew, mate. And I wanted to use use that money to get the Stokeholme shirt and a a couple of those teddies, the hippopotamus one, and and a little bear of a Stoke thing around its neck. So I thought, right, I'll go on tonight and put it on credit and I can can get it that way. No idea. I've I've had to fill this new system thing in, then I had to put my season ticket card in, my my number, my reference number, and it goes back to the same page. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing's yeah. happening. You told me, do not log in with your old details. Put new details in. So put new details in. Uh, what refund do you want? You've got four options. So you click on the one you want and it goes, it's not available right now. So why have you asked me? And then Stoker wrote on Facebook today, uh, make sure you get your refund sorted. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm getting ring up on Monday because... For, it seems like for me it's the same with tickets, it's the same with everything, just do it on the, over the phone, it's the only way it works. So, yeah, if you speak to somebody human it might work. It's, it's the only way of getting yeah. anything, because I, I did it last night, I felt they didn't give me the options, they yeah. didn't even give me the options to pick one, it just went straight to log in please. Yeah. 
So like, what is going yeah, the on? The problem here? is if they don't sort that website out soon, you're gonna ring up and it's going to be you are number twenty nine thousand five hundred in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stoke Palace. <laughs> you are fifteen hundred in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like us to ring you back in four days? <laughs> it was bad enough when I got those Derby tickets and I was twenty fifth. It was like, well, come on. <laughs> I mean, them are the days when we first got into the prem, aren't they? When you have to away tickets yeah. and stuff. Yeah, well, that's where we got all excited and lost four now. But it's it, it, the system is they've got to start sorting the stuff out. Stoke have they're so behind the times on everything. Well, the first time I tried that refund, I went on to the put it onto your Stoke account, and it said, "We will contact you in due course." It doesn't actually give you the option for clicking. Yeah, because it, that that was the early thing to say it's coming, yeah. but then when it kicks in, it doesn't work. No. Every, everybody's complaining. I mean, you'll have to go through some of the posts. Well, some of them. <laughs> Someone said the website is possessed. Um, I'm logged in, but it's asking me to log in. Uh, there's people complaining about away tickets. Um, one's put a picture up saying, none of us own a season ticket, but we've got four. <laughs> put all the codes in, and they're not there. Um, Come on, Stoke, sort out the website, please. It's driving me mental. There's over 100 comments on here. There's, it's just... Is there any positive there? There's one saying everyone needs to calm down. You'll get your refund in due time. I can, I can imagine him sat on a, one of those chairs in the back garden going, it's all right. That's him on the computer. It's <laughs> him who did the website going, calm down, I'm, I'm doing it now. You've got a month, it'll be fine. Don't <laughs> worry about it. And obviously people saying about renewing the season ticket because... At the end of the day, everybody who didn't renew uh, in lockdown will be thinking about it now, especially if you're going back work, um, because there's a lot of people who always do the early bird, don't they, at the end of the day, and, and through financial reasons when we went into lockdown, there'd be a lot of people who didn't renew. Yeah, there well, is. Well, you're one as well, aren't you? Yeah, you're I'm one of them. Yeah. I mean, I did mine because I had the money at the time and just thought, right, to get it out of the way. Yeah. But from what we're hearing, I mean, well, what you've heard, there, there is a chance that early birds will come back again. Yeah, they did write it on the page during lockdown that they said that they'd obviously reopen the early bird because you've got to take it into consideration of the people who've got three, four kids and they all go. It's a lot. It's not like us where we're forking out three, four, four each. Some people are forking out thousands, aren't they? For well, yeah, some people have got families. like three, four kids yeah. involved and, as well. And at the end of the day, it's not something you can just whip out your back pocket. So it's only right that they do the early bird again. But the haziness of Stokes sort of information that they're pushing back to is is bordering on a shambles, really. I've said this before about Stoke off the, off the pitch. They've got to now start sorting out where they're going with these kind of things. It's yeah. it's getting a bit of a joke now. I mean, they've put a new page in place to make things easier and make things move more smoothly in the nowadays climate, but it's not working. It's actually better off to have gone back to the old old page because at least that worked to an see, extent. Well, see, part of me thinks this is one of the biggest things that both well most people will remember in their life of a time where we went into lockdown we couldn't go work you couldn't go to the shop you couldn't go watch the football this is this has been a serious few months and to me forget the internet forget facebook twitter all that they should have sent a letter out to all season ticket holders in person 
mm. delivered letters. Well, they do it every Christmas, don't they, as yeah. well? So saying that, thanks for your support. Let's, and... let's give all the fans an update of where we're up to, what's going on with the season ticket, whether you know, whether you don't know, what's happening with refunds, and, and go from there. When the next Daily Bird is looking to be going... Because the problem is, it's all right saying, well, it's all over Facebook, but some people aren't on Facebook. Yeah. There's people who aren't on Facebook. It's sort of relying on social media for everyone get the information when the reality is there's still a percentage of people who don't use it. So it's not fair on them because they'll have no idea. They've got to find out of somebody else. Well, it's not, it's not been advertised well enough anyway. I mean, it hadn't been in the Sentinel. If they'd sent out a letter saying, right, we don't know where we are at the moment because of we don't know where the football's going to yeah. start. Don't worry about your early bird. Don't worry about your early bird because we're going to bring that back, I don't know, August. It'll come yeah. back again. You've got another opportunity to get another season ticket. But then it, there's still that other problem where people might not renew anyway because they don't think the season's going to kick back until next year. Mm. So you've got to remember that's half a season. That's a half a season of football. I mean, the League Cup's nearly finished by that point. Yeah. It's one of them where you've got to look at it and go, just be clear, apologise, try to make things easier for the Stoke fans in the long mm-hmm. run. And you'll get there anyway. They knew they are going to have a drop-off of season tickets anyway because this is the second season of the Championship. And let's be honest, it had gone well. I know it's picked up under my colonial, which is a good thing. But Stoke fans are still going to be sat there thinking, is it worth it? And that's the thing. Yeah. It, it does help those people who are iffy, the ones who were a bit iffy even before COVID hit, going, oh, I'm not sure, yeah. I might not go, I might, I'll see how I feel. This might have the ones who, if we go down, might not want to come and watch League One oh, football. Don't, don't, don't talk about going down for Christ's sake. It's <laughs> there though, it's, 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 it's a possibility. And, and, the, and the thing is, there is them fickle people who won't carry on following them even if we go down. Because you saw a mass exodus when we got left the prep. That's always going to happen. Yeah, you're always you're, going to get a big yeah, fair weather. You're always going to get ones that disappear slowly. And I think there's a lot who who thought, well, we we had we didn't do well under Rowett and then Nathan Jones, so I'll give them another year and then and we'll then go cool up. Quits, yeah. And then this this COVID has just literally put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Pretty much sealed it. If, oh, Plus there's going to be a lot of people who are still struggling financially. Mm. Because let's face it, there's a lot of people who went through lockdown and maybe we're all right and we're getting still getting money from work and things weren't too bad but then there's other people who've genuinely struggled big time and and the thing is you, you sort of look at it as a family perspective bills house children season ticket we don't know when it's going to start we don't know when i'm going to be able to go well you ain't spending 344 quid on the season ticket on the pretense that it's going to kick in in august or september because that's how families will look at it Mm. Especially if you if you is one of them people who lives maybe in a in a very nice house and it's a big mortgage or do you know what I mean and the bills are expensive you don't know everybody's situation is different everybody's lifestyles are different it's a luxury a season ticket in one sense isn't it well it is a luxury because it's a, but it is a religion at the same time I mean I, I get panic attacks if I don't go I mean it's it's one of them things for me where, because I've gone for so long, it's just part of my life now. And it's different for other people compared to me because I, I went when we were in the second division before, back in the day when there was hardly anybody there. There was like nine, ten thousand in home games. I have to admit, Saturdays don't feel the same without it. I, do, I miss it, I do. I'll, I'll be brutally honest. I, I absolutely miss the, the Saturday. It wasn't too bad at the beginning because obviously when we have the break in summer, 
it's only like two months and, and, and you sort of like you get towards the end of the second second month and you go right transfers everyone's coming in and you start getting yeah. excited and then before you know it you've got friendlies coming in and you, you go the odd one and then because we yeah. went Tranmere didn't we last year yeah. and, and then before you know it it's kicked in and you're ready to go whereas now let's face it two months ago we were thinking are we going to see a ball kick this year next, next year, year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean you just don't know and, and, and the thing is like I say for families big families the first things that go are luxuries aren't they mm. that's that's the first thing you get rid of it's a different situation though isn't it I think that I've got a feeling towards August things might start sliding towards being normal again. I think if we do miss, I think it, I don't think it'll be loads. I think it'll be three, four games maybe at max. I think things will start kicking back in. If they're opening up shops and they're opening up that, I know they've got social distancing put in place. And and shops are tomorrow, aren't they? And then the gyms and stuff are the 4th of July. So, um, which do not make any sense to me because at the end of the day, the gym, before I, sh- before I left the gym, there was a every other machine, so you were quite far apart, really. Yeah. Whereas looking at photos on the Sentinel this morning of Anley, it it looks I don't know, it's like a concentration camp. It's yeah. like these rows of like plastic barriers sending you into different shops, and you just think, well, you are really close to people there. I know they're probably going to stick tape down everywhere, but I don't know. I I just think if we're going to open, let's open. I think, I think at the moment they've got to take the time, aren't they, and slowly introduce things being back open. But crowds is going to be one of the last things that comes on because things have got to be clear or we're going to have to have a cure for it. Okay, vaccine. A vaccine. Or, yeah. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any clue of a vaccine at this moment in time, which is even though Donald Trump's been coming out saying, oh, we've got a vaccine, but that man's an idiot. So we have to go through it. Yeah, if we got into that, that's a separate podcast. Oh, no, yeah. Got, <laughs> Donald, got Trump. Donald Trump, Jesus. Right, so it's that time of year again. Transfer rumours are starting to fly up. Another one who's looking for play golf down there, Trenton. <laughs> must have a cracking golfing course down Trenton. <laughs> but yeah, we've been heavily linked now since last January to Chris Brunt. His contract's up in the summer. Get him on a free transfer. He's 35 years of age. Played a lot of football for West Brom, joined them in 2007, of course, only just going now, 2020, so been there a long time, well over 400 appearances for the club. And I could see I could see why he wants him, but the aim of the job is to get the, the age of our squad down and a player that's 35 years of age and hasn't got much left in the tank. I don't see why we're doing this. I think it's going to happen. I think the Chris Brunt one will happen. Um, he obviously likes him because of his stint with Northern Ireland. Of course, he's played 65 times for Northern Ireland. I just don't see why we're that keen on him, really. I mean, who's he going to replace in the midfield? The, the, the problem is, mate, right, and, and it's like an article I read the other week, is when you're where we are in the league and we don't get the same sort of TV money as the teams near the top, is in financial fair play, you are limited to what, what you're bringing in, I think. And you can't really invest in the club now where we've become. Not where we want to, anyway. Well, I can understand if he was bringing him in to say, I don't know, be a, a backup, but we've got young lads in backup. We've got Oakley Booth coming through. We've got Jordan Thompson there. We've got mm. 
we've got others, I just can't think of them now. I mean, Etebo's going to probably be coming back and Dai's going to be coming back now because, of course, what's happened over there, that club's been given a transfer embargo, so they, they can't sign him permanently anyway. You just don't see him doing two seasons at Stoke, though, do you? I can't see him doing one. No. I mean, there's a reason why West Brom aren't, going to, aren't offering him a new contract. No. So I don't understand why we're going for him. He's just another little long list we've had over the last three years. It's reminded me of another Darren Fletcher. And yeah. it's like, how many times are we going to buy West Brom's don't want? Yeah. The same league as us. Are we, yeah. are we going to start acting like we're a proper team or not? Yeah, we keep buying these. Warnock, I always knew when Warnock come in, he wouldn't play. Who? Warnock, was it Warnock? Who, who is it? Warnock. Warnock. <laughs> That's how much you know him. Stephen Ward. Stephen Ward, yeah. Warnock. <laughs> Michael Owen. <laughs> well, there you Played go. Stone. <laughs> how many times have I seen him play down Stoke? Three, four? Yeah. It's, 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 Ashley Williams, when he come in, just mm. keep buying players who are at the back end of the career who, mm. let's face it. Well, we've already got a squad full of players that are at the back end of the career. James, James McLean, I mean, Joe, uh, Joe Allen's not getting... Still, you know, he's still, he's still a, a player there. Left in the tank, he's too. 28, isn't he? But McLean's 32 nearly. Yeah. You know, you've got Sam Vokes, 31. You've got Gregory, 30. You've got a, an old team, basically. Danny Batts, 31. Yeah. It's James Chester's, 31. It's it's becoming an old man's team again, yeah, it is. and this is the problem. It's like if we want it really aim to go to the Premier League, yeah, you've got you've got to build a young squad that yeah. means where when you get to the Premier League, you just add bits of quality to make it good enough to get in the Premier League. Yeah. But if we get promoted with our team, especially with Chris Brunt in it as well, you've got to buy nine, ten players to replace them because they're too old to play in the top flight. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We were linked with one who I do like the look of. He's he plays in the MLS. His name's Albert Ellis. He's a right winger that plays for Houston Dynamo. His contract runs out in twenty twenty. He's he's been nicknamed one of the best players in the MLS. He's a massive part of their team. He's got ten assists and he's supposed to be rapid quick. Yeah. He's twenty four years of age. He's already got forty three caps for the Honduras national side, which means they think a lot of him. He's played a lot of football as well, played for Olympia in Honduras and then moved to the MLS where he's made a name for himself very quickly. Plays on the right wing and I'm looking at that game, that is a great signing, something yeah. you can get for free as well. I mean, people were worried about weight payment, but he won't, he'll get a weight payment because he's got that many caps for his, country, his country, so he'll comfortably get a weight payment, but it's his pace that I like, mm. he's rapid quick yeah. and he's amazing on FIFA, which is always a good sign. Yeah, so, if he's good on FIFA, he must be good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... To me, that's the kind of player we've been linked to. I mean, we've been linked to Johnny Hayes from Celtic. He's lost his weight at Celtic. Did well on the left wing for Aberdeen. But again, he's 32. I mean, I know he's a free agent and we, we keep looking at free transfers. And I'd rather see youngsters like Tasha and Oakley Booth and Albert Ellis come in rather because you can build them into a team because yeah. you've got that pace to move the ball forward. I mean, he's got 10 assists as well for Houston Dynamo this season. He's helped them to the to the Audi Cup which is the playoffs the playoff. you're getting 10 assists in, a, in let's face it not a great quality of football you, you're getting 10 assists in there what are you doing when you've got a few better players around you well, that's what I mean because there is some good quality coming out of America at the moment I mean, there's a few players I mean there's a player a player called Jeremy Abibi 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 
he was supposed to be a fantastic so author. <laughs> yeah, um, and I imagine bloody Scotsman saying that. <laughs> he, he, he's supposed to be a good, nifty little striker for someone who's only 21, 22. And it's them the kind of players we need to start bringing in. Ones that, because the fact is, if you're getting Albert for Ellis on a free transfer, if he doesn't work out and you keep, you still got, nothing, yeah. you cost you nothing, and you still got Tom Ince to come in. Yeah. But the thing is with Ellis. Because he's so wanted in America and the MLS teams will, there's more chance of them paying to get him back there anyway. Yeah. So you could get two, three million pounds for him, even though you got him for free. Yeah, start bringing some profit into the club. For start day. bringing some profit in because it's it's the age. I mean, if we bring Johnny Hayes in, what we're going to sell him for? Free. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, you're not going to get any money for a Johnny Hayes. Yeah. You're not going to get any money for a Chris Brunt. You, you, you're getting him to play and then move on when that contract's up. Well, we've been linked to a striker at Livingston. Lyndon Darks, Austra- Australian guy. He scored 12 times this season. He's they 24. Finished, they've had a good season they as well. They've finished fifth. So, um, and there's quite a lot of interest in him as well, with Cardiff interested, Middlesbrough, Blackburn, Derby. So he's another one, knocking the age down a little bit as well. Well, it's not only that, it's, he's scoring goals. I mean, it's like that other player we've been... I know it's only a million, and you've got that Dundee United striker that we've been linked to, I can't remember his name, Chef, with Shetland, is it? Yeah. And he, yeah, I'd rather see them come in than... And grow gradually. And, and yeah. grow gradually, and because and, they've got an eye for a goal. I mean, if we get Cosgrove as well, I'm liking him at Aberdeen. Yeah. I know there's a big fee attached to him, about five, six million, but we paid nine million for Vokes, and he ain't good enough. Oh, he's by far not good. He's, he's lost his legs. So it's one of them where are we going to start taking that bit of a gamble to improve the team so we can try go up? Because if we go up with a younger team, there's always that opportunity of impressing in the Premier League and you know having a yeah. real star player in your hands that you sell for 30, 40 million in yeah, the future. Yeah, boost the club. That's the thing. But when you keep bringing in old men that we seemingly keep doing, you're just not going to bring any profits into the club. No. Simple as that. Is any more? Well, on the more on the exit front, is unfortunately, it looks like we're going to lose Sanko for nothing as well because yeah. he's before the age of sixteen, or just or he hasn't signed a professional contract. Where's he being linked to going? Um, it looks like Tottenham at the moment. Um, he was linked to Chelsea as well at one point. Yeah, well, his his youth contract um, is obviously expiring, and uh, he turns seventeen in October, so. Obviously. So that's down to Skulls not giving him a contract. Yeah, it looks that way at the moment, um, and he's got a lot of a lot of interests. Well, he's a very good player. Yeah, yeah. he's he's been he scored four goals in one game in the youth level. I mean, Holland have been working hard to try and keep him as a Netherlands international because he's obviously born and raised in Sierra Leone. Well, before lockdown, he played twelve games for Stoke's youth team and scored eleven. There you go, there you go. And we're going to lose him for nothing because he, yeah. he couldn't be bothered to get his contract signed. So again, he's showing the inept nature of us board. He should have been offered a new deal. He should yeah. have been given a deal to keep him at the club. I mean, there's also rumours that we're losing Nathan Collins. Well, the thing is, is we keep buying these old men in, but we've got kids there who can do the job. Mm. And that's what's frustrating at times. It's frustrating that we're letting them go for nothing. Yeah. Because the, the reality is, I always think with a kid's mindset, is if all they dream about at one point is putting the first team shirt on and playing football in front of the crowd. If you get them in and they're good enough, I think some will honour, not everyone, but some will honour that and, and stay with you a little bit and then make the move. Because as far as I'm concerned, if a club give me that opportunity, 
and maybe I'd played two seasons for him and played a lot of football, I'd want to pay him back by, if I did move, I'd make sure it was worth worth it for the club. Mm. So instead of going for next to nothing, maybe going for, say, 20 million and going, well, the club have got done all right out of it. And well, this is the thing that worries me now, because I, mean, I know Bournemouth have got a heavy interest in Tyrese Campbell, and I'm hoping he stays, because, I mean, there's, there's talk that they're willing to pay 18 million, but... I still think that's a lot less for a player that potentially next season could get us in the Premier League. Yeah, it it's what it's one of them situations. Well, Sanko San I can understand because he's getting an opportunity to play in the youth teams at Spurs, and he's clearly obviously a very talented young lad. You've got yeah. you've got players like Nathan Collins that he's impressed me to be honest. When I've seen him play, he does look like he's got a maturity beyond his years. Yeah, he played. He played. Pretty much a full game, didn't he? Before lockdown, he's played, he's played, played five or six appearances. Yeah. He's played a few games now, Nathan Collins, and you can see in a couple of years he'll be a good centre back. Yeah. But the fact is, we, we can't keep hold of him because we're not giving him good contracts. Yeah. We're not tying him down so that we, we get money if they do move. I mean, to lose a talent like Mosanko for nothing. Do you not think there as well? I mean, if you remember when Tyrese came in, um, just before we went down. I said to you, didn't I? And you've you've read me about it a few times. Yeah, you said he was ready. You said he was garbage at one point. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. But you know, but he proved my point by going out on loan and then coming back a better player. I know he's yeah. still having a go at him, even when underneath he's still Jones. Still coming back a better player. And the reality <laughs> is, get him off, Jones. He's crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone was crap on the Jones. Except Clucas. No, no, he's been great, Clucas. But. The thing is, you look at like Gregory, he was having an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And you're looking at him going, hang on, you can't hit a barn door, mm. but we've got a player who's scoring it week in, week out. I'm sorry, but he'd be like, well, sorry, Gregory, we've got lads in the youth team who are doing a much better job. Well, this is the problem with free transfers. It's what I keep saying, that, that you're going out and buying... Because let's be honest, if you combine both Gregory and Vokes, who haven't been good enough, haven't been good enough since they come to the club, that's £9 million, but a, mu- a massive wage compared yeah, yeah. so probably now even though he's just signed a new three year deal Tyrus Campbell folks are still probably on more money than him yeah. and Tyrus Campbell's our best striker yeah. and when I watched him at Derby he was getting knocked over by a player who's only 5 foot 1 yeah. he's absolutely he's terrible. lost his legs yeah. he's lost his legs simple and as that on par and, and Gregory just isn't good enough no. so, so we know he isn't good enough he's, he's, he's a good penalty taker and the ladies like how he looks but that's as far as he goes I mean, for me, things have got to change still in the transfer front. We've got to start being smart when it comes down to these players. It, it, it reminds me of the, of the refund page. Lazy, quick, that'll do. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, He'll do it, we'll have it. Instead of getting it sorted so it's ready and we can do it. Yeah. Mo Sanko should have been offered a new deal when he was 16 because he should have saw what he was doing on the pitch. 11 goals in 12 games. If that doesn't scream, let's give him a bloody prop-up contract so he can't yeah. go anywhere, yeah. nothing else will. Let's get him in. Sanko and Tari running right up front. Well, that's what I mean. Next year, we could have slowly introduced him in the yeah. first team, played him in cup matches or yeah. had him on the bench. Yeah. So we can... So then we can offload a Gregory for a mill. I'll tell you what the frightening thing with Gregory is. I knew he wasn't good enough when we played Charlton. Away. I knew he wasn't good enough when he signed. Straight away. I knew he wasn't good enough when he signed. Because the thing with Vokes is when he first came, he was scoring goals for us at the beginning. The thing he? is with Vokes, there's a good player there, he's just lost his legs. He's, he's, done, just, yeah. he's just finished. one of them players that's, that's lost his legs early. It's just one of them things. Yeah, it's, it's a shame because when we signed Vokes, I think Vokes would have been brilliant under Gary Rowett. I think he would have suited Gary Rowett down to the tee. But we had Nathan Jones, 
And it, but the thing is, Raoult was chasing Vokes all the way through that window. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he signs for Nathan Jones. Yeah. Well, he was. So it's obvious the managers aren't getting the hundred percent save, but we're not going to go into that because we'll be on it for an hour. <laughs> I can tell it. The fact is now with the with the window and the way it's opened up, we've been linked to this, we've been linked to that. But for me, losing Sanko is probably the worst bit of business we're going to do for a while because yeah, losing him for nothing because he'll go on and be a good player. He will. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, you can tell. I don't think it'll be at Tottenham. No, I think he'll go out on loan and maybe... And then and then Tottenham won't play him and then he'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not great for bringing players through. Apart from Harry Kane and Dali Alley. You've lost two over how many years? How many else has... Harry Yeah, but they're still struggling, aren't they? They still end up... They come in and then they leave. It's like Trippier. Whatever happened to Trippier? Well, he was City Academy, wasn't he? Was he yeah. Where did he go? Burnley. He went to Burnley and started his career, didn't he? He's a now. Yeah, he's there now, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of them things, though. It's, uh, the, the thing that annoys me, though, is like... I just think up top, they do, I know Kane's come through, but they bug us for not playing anybody else, aren't they, now they've got Kane. And the, the thing is, his he's, he's fitness, Kane, he, he's a bit of a mess now, isn't he? It's, it's coming down to the fact that, again, we're looking at the business and going, here we go again. 35-year-old free transfers, 32-year-old free transfers, and instead of going for the young ones, we're going for old men again to, to do what? And Michael Neal, when he came in, said, and he said at that meeting as well with Skulls and John Coates, that the aim is to get pace in the squad. And then the first player we're linked to is Chris Brunt, who's mm. 35 and legs have obviously gone. Well, the trouble is, a lot of players that come through the door, you always sit there and think, well, I'd have had him five years ago. It's, that's been, that's, that's, that's been our case with all of them. Gregory, we have had him years ago. Ryan Woods would have had him three Chris years Brunt ago. Chris Brunt five years ago was a decent footballer. He is a decent footballer. I'm not yeah. sitting here saying... Ashley Williams. I'm not sitting here saying Chris Brunt is a bad player. He's he's been a great player for West Brom and for probably five years was their best player. Yeah. He's a fantastic player. He never missed a game, did he? But years ago, not yeah, now. He's not 35 now. now. He's on the verge of retirement. I thought he would have retired. Yeah. But it's obviously that Michael O'Neill wants him because of his Northern Ireland style. If he wants him, fair enough. That's the manager's prerogative as long as he wants that. But it's very underwhelming to a Stoke fan that's watching a team that's too slow now yeah. and he's bringing a 35-year-old in. Yeah. Who's got no legs? Yeah, it's very frustrating. Then that Albert Alice, that one I've just been, we've been on about, that one from the MLS, twenty-three, fast, quick, good crosser of the ball, and chips in with the odd goal. Yeah, exactly what we're crying out for on the right wing to play. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of an imbalance, and it's you're gonna have a lot of players who can barely cross the halfway line, and some that can. It's hard for me, Danny Bat. Get rid of the end of the season. No point. He was a waste so of time. Think we'll leave at the end of the season. Damn. <sighs> Gregory will probably go to Cardiff back to his old manager um, what's his face uh, Harris who was yeah. at Millwall I could see well Ward will definitely be going Juf will be going and Dye will probably go out another loan spell Etubo will probably go out another loan spell um, I think Votes will stay because we can't shift him because he's got a long contract uh, I think Afobi will stay as well because unless Bristol City come up with the 9 million Stoke want mm. I can't see him moving either so I, I think it'll be another loan spell for you. He'll probably you test he'll, out. Do you think he'll play for I think he will. I think he'll have to. Because. I've got a funny feeling he'll do better on Bernie. I think he would. I, I, I'd give him the opportunity, but because he's failed before, it's not filling me with confidence. It's not going, oh, I feel we'll be different. It's a gamble again. It's the but same he was thing again. We were in, right in the mire, wasn't he? 
Well, it's been two managerial decisions that have been bad, aren't they? They, they just don't suit the way the coach family run. He had a good spell at first, under Howard, didn't he? Yeah, he scored quite a lot of goals. Of course, yeah. to be fair, he quite did. He finished top goal scorer last season. Yeah. So, and then we loaned him out. But I, f- I think there's an opportunity for Ben because he's had a terrible year. He's had a horrific injury, and then of course, sadly, his his child passed away, and yeah. and he, he deserves that that chance. He's Maybe got, this time away from football. Where he's not think about it whatsoever. Well, he was doing well for Bristol City. He scored yeah. six goals and well, this, this little break so, yeah. now for spend time with his with his wife and stuff. Might have done him a world of good. Well, hopefully so. I yeah. mean, he could go come back, and you never know. He could be exactly what we're crying out for. He might even be better than Tyrese Campbell. We we don't know. Well, I'm sorry, but I'd more prefer Bannock over Gregory and Vokes all day long. Well, yeah, yeah, I was. would. But the problem is it's shifting him. That's that's the problem. Because because the problem is with us, it's, it's how we're contracting players. It's like. We give we give a thirty year old a four year contract and we, yeah. we haven't bothered looking after Mosanko as this talented young lad that's coming through yeah. and it's very frustrating it really is but that's it that's it for the rumours that's it that's been going on there's been nothing really happening in that front because of course it's going to be hard sign players especially this season because what's well, going to be great for us next week because we've got a game look at so. yeah so it's giving me more thing we can talk about that a bit, a bit more exciting if we win and I'd need a win I'm so so bored at the moment it's driving me mental and on a new station we've heard nothing about the new kits no we've not even thought about it until we mentioned it yeah, normally you've seen it haven't you there's been a sneak peek of it somewhere yeah, there's been no mention at all about the new kit at all no I mean somebody put a good picture up of the Hummel one which looked really nice the home tip kit did yeah. with the way the, the red and white stripes but then the opposite way Goes the Hummel on the arm. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Hummel because, to be honest, I'm not. I'm not. I've not been impressed with Macron since we've had him. To be Sizing's honest, sizing shocking. And I don't really know if we're with him anymore. Oh, the contracts run out. I don't know if the contracts run out, so I don't know if there is a bit of truth in Hummel coming in as the new kit I'd manufacturer. I've seen a prototype of like the old '90s green one kicking about, but. I wouldn't mind that in Hummel as well because yeah. again it'd be the, it'd, it'd be nice Yeah, I think um, Hummel do some good stuff if it, if it is Hummel but we don't know at the moment it's all up in the air that's what I mean there's no information coming out of the club we don't know because I mean it'd be a good little boost for the club especially with the refunds that the financially if they release next yeah, year's yeah, kit especially now especially with the refunds and stuff but that's what I think they've been holding fire on because if they if they do refund people, they're just going to use that to get the new shit. Yeah, forget it. Get, get started. So then they'd lose all the money. So yeah, now I get why they've done it. Mm. Because it would make sense. Because if they did bring the new shit out, what is it? Forty quid, forty five quid, which would be covered in your refund. So people yeah. would just be they'd lose they'd lose all the money. Yeah, <laughs> so. I think the the obviously indecision of when we're starting is probably another factor, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because there's been signs abroad, aren't they, where they've come out of lockdown, where they've ended up with big cases kicking in again. Yeah. So I think tomorrow is D-Day really, well, this week, mm-hmm. to see what happens, because I know yesterday the Sentinel reported no deaths in Staffordshire, which means it's, it is disappearing. It is slowly going into, yeah. and that's the main thing we need, we need to happen. Another big bit of news from the Stoke ladies, uh, Cassie Hyde, who's been at the club for 20 years, has decided that the time for a new chapter in her career has come to its head. Yeah, it's not very really often you, you get people stay at one club for that long anymore, is it? It's a dying, dying no, trade. she's really. the longest saving player in the women's team's history. 
and she decided to come through. She was a part of the Trevor winning team back a while back. <laughs> um, and she's decided to come to a time to change her career path and be moved to a new club. She said she she'd only leave Stoke if the time was right and she's decided it's now. Well, I think it's that much service. You don't mind if someone wants to change in direction. I don't think really they've put the effort in, they've put the time in and they've worked hard for the club. So at the end of the day, you just send them with best wishes, really, mm-hmm. don't you? She has a good career after Stoke and she'll always be remembered by us fondly for long service like that. She's basically a female legend of the team. Yeah. So good luck, Cassie. We hope you... Have well, a good career <laughs> wherever you've decided to go, which you haven't stated yet. So, good luck. Right, there's another one done, another podcast done. We want to say thank you for listening. If you want to get involved, you know where we are. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to be a part of the fan interviews, which we're always going to be doing, and if you want to be a part of it, you know where we are. Just send us a message and we'll get back to you. You can always, you're always more than welcome to come on. We're hoping to get a few more players for the player interviews as well. We'll always be doing this show because it's what we do. We're doing it every week, more topical show, as you've obviously been listening. Say topical, which I. So thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.